The following program contains adult language and content. Listener discretion is advised. Podcast listeners, welcome to episode number 60 of Hello Neighbor. I am Tommy, as always, with my glorious co-host, Teddy. Tell me, how are we doing? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited because we're going to class this shit up here today. Are we? Yep, we have a classical opera singer. Oh, wow. Yep, see, we're all about diversity on this show. Yes. And, and about evolving Yes, as, as individuals and sure. and trying to educate ourselves. Why not? And also our audience as well. So you know, it's it's all about diversity. We we've run the gamut in sixty episodes from comedians to heavy heavy metal bands to to uh, writers to painters, and now an opera singer. So yeah, you're talking about classing things up. I don't think I wore the right shirt. I'm wearing a shirt that says "You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning." That's right. Well, works to live by if you want, but yeah, with your racist Redskins logo That's right. on the front of it. My chest is racist right now, <laughs> and they match my shoes. My shoes are also racist. You notice that I'm wearing the burgundy and gold shoes. At least you're uh, a well-appointed uh, racist. I am. I am. I'm wearing blue jeans, um, burgundy and gold-colored uh, New Balances, and a Redskins T-shirt that says you can't drink all day unless you start <laughs> in the morning or whatever. <laughs> all right, what we're going to do? So that's is... two vices: racism and alcoholism. Well. You and, know, and fashion. That's uh, <laughs> you're very well balanced uh, to have that kind of duality. I know. Let me get uh, Jennifer. On so some interesting here. things going on in the world. Uh, yes. Um, Before you give her a call, did you read about uh, that small group of people that were trying to uh, protest uh, the producers, the Mel Brooks, the producers? No, like midgets, like small people. No, no, no. As in, like small in numbers. Oh. Not actual stature. But what they were doing is they were actually protesting. It was like the, the, the last three nights, and they're actually picketing the show because they say that the um, the fake play inside the play, Springtime for Hitler, right, uh, glorifies Hitler. Really? Yeah. So have have they never seen the original producers with Gene Wilder? I, I don't know. And Zero Mistel? I don't know. The do, guy, they, do they not get that it's a comedy? The guy leading the group is a doctor, or it said doctor. I'm not sure what kind of doctor, uh-huh. you know, uh, but... Um, His name isn't like Dr. Mengele or anything, is it? That'd be great. <laughs> it's just a coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> His wife, Himmler. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, it, it's, it's actually fascinating that... It's like, oh my god, Hitler's mentioning this. It's so bad, and then they probably never even seen it, or they or they think Will Ferrell is you know stupid, so they never saw the remake with Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. Do people have nothing better to do with their time? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. I, I really don't. I mean, it, there's there was that other one. Uh, you can cut this out if you want, but there was uh, that that waitress that uh, she got weeded in Saint, in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and so on her on her on the ticket she put black couple. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's like the one, the one black couple here. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. she ended up getting fired. Uh-huh. The meal got comped, and they got like a $150 gift certificate. Wow. Because they got mad. Because they referred to them as black. They didn't use mm-hmm. the N-word, though. They just referred to them as yeah, black, black couple. Yeah, black, black couple on the ticket. Okay. Wow. But you got fired because they were like, oh, my God. We're, uh, how do you, wait, how would you say that? It's like if, you, if I was there with like my girlfriend, and you put on the ticket white couple, 
Uh-huh. We're not white. I would sue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not white. I am outraged. I am European-American, damn it. Exactly. Wait, what if it said African-American couple? I don't know. We're in such a litigious society, and, and people are- You're probably uh, going to cut all that out, aren't oversensitized. you? Oversensitized. No, I'm not. Uh, okay. I, I don't think that we said anything uh, derogatory or- uh, I don't know. But, pe- but well, there's still plenty of time left we, in the we show. Ha- we, have called me a, we have called me a racist multiple times already. We've yes. already mentioned Hitler, Mel Brooks. Yeah. I don't know why that's bad, but we've mentioned him. Right. Uh, and- black people well let's well let's again let's raise the bar i and, was and, raising and, the bar and, and i haven't i haven't said any of the words i'm not supposed to say yet we're going to introduce today's <laughs> guest we have a uh, as previously mentioned a lovely operatic singer her name is jennifer mawai out of san francisco and teddy let's get her on the phone calling her now okay she said she was going to have a glass of wine during the interview. i usually do that afterwards I have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Due to some technical th- difficulties from last episodes. Right. This is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. This is Tommy and Teddy from fanape.com. You are on episode 60 of Hello, Neighbor. How are you today? Hello, Neighbor. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> oh, very well. <laughs> Doing well. Thank you. Now, for our listeners, I'm, I'm here with my co-host, Teddy, by the way. Yes. And um, you are an operatic singer, but you are not the standard cookie-cutter opera singer. Um, Your music, my dear, is very unconventional, and it borders on pop, hip-hop. There's, like, R&B influences. It it runs the gamut. So I think it's going to be a real pleasure for our audience uh, to listen uh, to your music specifically and what what you're doing in the San Francisco Bay Area. Describe what you're working on right now. You do a lot of alternative venues. So can you uh, tell our listeners a, a little bit about um, the kind of soundscape that you're creating and the kind of environments that you're playing in currently? Hey, um, well, how long do we have here? Um, as long as you want, so- as, as long as your wine, until your wine, until your wine runs out, Jennifer. <laughs> um so I, I guess if you've never never heard my voice before, if you've never heard my sound before, then I guess we, should, we could back up a little bit to um, kind of describe how I entered into this unconventional zone, um, mm-hmm. as you call it, which is which is totally accurate. Um, that's kind of the space I feel I'm in right now. Um, but I mean that in I a positive trained, way, that not as a uh... no, no, yes, yes, definitely. I mean, I was trained as. as um, an opera singer, mm-hmm. um, a straight classical singer. I did that for many years. Um, and then I was paired up with a jazz musician initially um, to do a gig that lasted an hour and a half long. And it was a regular gig. And so that's when um, I started venturing into more classic songs, mm-hmm. um, which, hence, you, you've heard the Sail de Paris album. Yes. That was, um, that was actually... Um, with that jazz musician, his name is Doug McKeon. Okay. And and so we did that album together, and that kind of crossed me over into more classic classic songs. Mm-hmm. And then um, I met um, a few collaborators, a producer named Juan Kaipo, and he helped me take the take the develop further. And we did an Ave Maria track that had more of a contemporary dance beat underneath it. But it was straight Schubert's Ave Maria on top. Right, but you're also so working, thought, you're working with rap artists, though, too. <laughs> well, don't spo- yes, don't, no, 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 don't no, spoil it for everybody, that. Tommy. Damn. 
Don't spoil it. Because that same producer, Juan Taipo, um, became my collaborator in helping me produce um, the rap hip-hop opera collaboration that came after that. Right. So, um, so I had met uh, my MC rapper collaborator. He goes by the name Reader One. Um, at a music conference in San Francisco, and we met many years before we started writing music together, but after the experience of the Guild the Paris album and the Alba Maria track, I thought, well, why don't we start writing music together and see where it goes? Mm-hmm. And so we brought in Juan Kaipo, and um, out came those four tracks that you find at the Missionized Project website. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so now I perform straight opera live, in various venues around the city, mm-hmm. um, and that's with City Opera SF. And then I also obviously sing the classic songs and all that, but I'm also um, currently writing more music with Leader One. And you, you so, sing in, how many languages do you sing in? Um, primarily two, I would say my strongest is French and then Italian. Uh-huh. And I started singing... Um, in Spanish as well, but I only really know two songs, the same with Joe and then the one that I wrote. I'm barely um, literate in English. <laughs> You're saying in three oh, languages. Oh, in English. Sorry, in English. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Jennifer, I actually, I, when I'm not talking, I literally sit here with cue cards and he reads off the cue cards. Yeah. But it all has to be in alphanumeric and kind of backwards because he's like dyslexic too. Well, we, we actually, the, the, the way that we do our production notes here, uh, because you're bereft of a visual, um, you know how they try to simplify like the cash register at McDonald's? So there's, there's not numbers. There's just like a picture of a cheeseburger on a button and they hit it. Or the picture of the French fries. Right. That's kind of how we operate, Teddy. And there I. really is. I mean, right now there's there's a picture of you, and then there's like song, and we hit song, and we mm-hmm. listen to song. Yeah. But uh, Je- Jennifer, for everybody out there, because your name is your last name is pretty unique. It's M U H A W I. Am I spelling that correctly? Yes, and, and it's pronounced the way that it spells Maui. Maui? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were way off. Mahawi. Mahawi. Oh, I was right. I was right. Yeah. Now, what is what is the uh, origin of that name? It's Lebanese. Lebanese. Okay. Yes, oh. Middle Eastern. Teddy thought you were Hawaiian. Yeah, but I was. I mean, I was born and raised in California, so I guess to- I'm pretty much a California girl, except for my. I guess interest in worldly languages and different genres of music. Mm-hmm. I guess Hawaiian. That's not that far off. It's no. three times over. You know, I get that miles. so often. I, I get Hawaiian all the time. Even when people, when they look at me and they see my eyebrows and, and my skin complexion and everything, and they still ask me if I'm Hawaiian. Really? Even after, because we have a picture of you uh, on your bio, and even after even after me and you, people still think Hawaiian? Uh, yeah. Well, there's... there's... I mean, yeah, when they, and then they ask if I'm Greek after that. So I don't know where they get Hawaiian. <laughs> they go from Hawaiian to Greek. <laughs> Jennifer, this this might be a great opportunity for you because there's a huge talent vacuum since uh, Don Ho passed away. So, uh, since he, who? Uh, Don Ho, he was like the, the big Hawaiian singer. He was like the most... Yeah, but you have Bruno Mars now. Is he from Hawaii? Yeah, he's from Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. So he... Yeah, I just found out that Bruno Mars was from Hawaii, too. See? Because okay. I just said it. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> and did you know that he was an Elvis impersonator? That actually makes sense. Well, how did he recover from that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, when he was a kid, I guess his uncle... I saw this whole quote on YouTube. 
Maybe you shouldn't trust everything on YouTube, but... Um, <laughs> I trust everything on YouTube. The world's <laughs> supposed to end yesterday. <laughs> Wikipedia, 100% factual. <laughs> Ab- right. Abraham Lincoln uh, said you can believe everything on the internet because it's on the internet. We've actually done that with prior guests. Jennifer, we've, we've gone to their Wikipedia page, and uh, Teddy and I will literally start like reciting uh, notes from the Wikipedia page, and they're all completely factually incorrect. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I think anyone can edit it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think anybody, any any yeah. person can go on there and just yeah. basically write whatever the hell they want. You which, know? which is why it's solace. It's it's true to fact. <laughs> so, Jennifer, I want I want to back up a little bit and find out a little bit more of your biographical information for our audience members okay. as we're about to go into your first song. Um, where did you receive your classical training? So that's that's also slightly unconventional. Um, I did not go to a conservatory. I actually started training after college Mm -hmm. um, privately with an instructor in San Francisco. Uh, Her name is Donna Bruno, and she's a metro soprano. And she was with the San Francisco Opera House for many years, and I was with her as a student for many, many years. Um, And I still do all the same exercises when I warm up. So... So she was very instrumental in getting me the proper technical training mm-hmm. um, that's necessary to develop the voice in an operatic fashion. Um, other than her, I basically had um, a la carte classes and trainers um, for artistic direction and language diction. All of it was kind of, you know, piecemeal, I guess. How do right, you say? Right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, what we want to do is we want to shatter people's expectation of what opera is. Now, I think that the average person, when they think of opera, they think of something... Pirates of Penzance, uh, uh, Pavarotti, and also, the well, three tenors. Well, yeah, the three tenors, and, yeah. and they think of that, but, but also they think of tuxedos and, and monocled people and, and red velvet seats, and there's an air of pretension and... A, Gasping a, for and, no apparent reason. And, and, yeah, an aristocracy to it. Breaking that, monocles. That is foreign to a lot of people. Ooh, but, what, what are those? Right. What are those and then they also think called? of the fat lady with the horns. They yeah. think of extreme high notes mm-hmm. and a lot of vibrato. But they don't see it and, as as a pop, you know, a, a current or a contemporary form of art. And that's where you diverge, and that's that's where your sound and your influence and what you're doing sets you apart and makes what you're doing so cool. And what we want to do is set up the first song now. And this is in partnership. Um, it's in Quest, uh, Quest of Vida. And uh, can you do a little setup for our listeners about this song before we go into it? So in Quest of Vida was a song that I wrote um, and modeled it in a pop opera fashion. Um, and when you think of pop opera, there are very few artists that are actually in that specific genre. Um, but Andrea Bocelli might come to mind yes. um, with his time to say goodbye. And Sarah Brightman might come to mind, or Josh Groban. Ooh, I know that name. And yeah, and so when Andrea Bocelli and Sarah Brightman did the duet "Time to Say Goodbye," um, it influenced me a lot in writing this song in Cuesta Vida, which mm-hmm. in English is "In This Life." Okay. Um, so the chorus is in Italian, and it's basically saying how we all have one love in life, one big passion, and. Even though we feel that that one love is so special to us, that feeling itself is universal. Right. So, so we all have that in common. It transcends borders. Now, uh, 
what, what, what is what is your one love in life? I mean, everybody has a, a specific singular. There's a general love, right? That, that we all love each other as 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 a, as a race of people. But it, to personify it, what would be your one love? I, I mean, I, I definitely have to say singing. Yeah, singing. And music. Yeah, singing? I would. Yeah, I would have. I would have guessed singing and music for her as well. What's What's yours, Teddy? Winning. 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 What are you, Charlie Sheen? No, just winning and everything. <laughs> you know what mine is? Wine and cigarettes. No, I like sitting in the back seat of a car going through a car wash. Fair. Oh, I like that too. Actually, <laughs> so I, I'll just I'll, I'll really yeah I'll go through like two or three. You, have, you have a chance to be like so existential and be like yeah listen to this and you're like I like going to a car wash in the back seat. Yeah, it's it's a magical experience. It moves me, so I don't know why. I thought you were going to say sitting in your backyard drinking wine oh, and smoking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's an everyday thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, but one more thing about being Chris Davida. Okay, okay. My um my Andrea Bicelli is. His name is Betsy Chasson, mm-hmm. and he's a Turkish center who I met in San Francisco um, through our work with City Opera SF, um, which are live performances around um, San Francisco. So I recruited him to be my Andre Bocelli in this song. Yes, so, neat. Yeah. Well, we are going to go right into that song, which is entitled In Quest to Vita, uh, which means, again, for the listeners, Jennifer... In this life. In this life. All right, you're listening to episode number sixty. We we are nifty. We're sixty. Yeah, we're sixty. We're we got our AARP card now, don't we? No, we got that five years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're about no. to collect Social Security on this show. Yeah, now we're uh, we're like three or four <laughs> years away. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. or four year year episodes away <laughs> from collecting Social Security, and we'll be right back. <laughs> More. With the wonderful okay. Jen- uh, Jennifer, uh, M- uh, let me pronounce your name. Mahawi. Maui, right? Mahawi. Mahawi. Jennifer Mahawi yes. on episode 60 <laughs> of Hello. She already said it. She already said it. Just pay attention. We'll be, right, we'll be right back. Okay, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> See, I see the waves calling me It's like when you reach out your hand And all the while in the fog Consumed by tides of thought My feet sink deeper in the cold sand And I can't help but think of you Pensate sei nel mio Dalla foschia assaggio il sale versando sul mio viso.
she's still there. I hear it. Okay. I think she's still there. I think so. <laughs> ah, she's still there. She okay. left. And we're back. Episode 60 of Hello Neighbor. We have the beautiful and talented Jennifer Mohawi. Mohawi on. Uh, and Tommy and I, we just got done listening to Inquesta Vida. Uh, which, which language is that? Is that Italian? I think it's Canadian. Yeah. Canadian? Okay. Well, I, I start in English. I speak, in, I speak in no Canadian. <laughs> It's Italian. Italian. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Which means in this in this life, and it is about the 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 pursuit or the uh, searching or the the gleefulness that is taking part in everyone's. Um, what would you? How would you phrase this? Their, their their quest of love. How how what what defines them? What drives them? What drives them? What their passion is? And binds is, them. Yeah, and binds us all together. I think. And right? one ring yeah. rules them all. I, I mean, it's so. just that universal oh, feeling of, of having a true passion and, and true love in life. Mm-hmm. Right, and Tommy's is going through a car wash in the back seat. Yes, right. apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, you said it. We just heard you say it. I, d- I never said I had high standards in life, Teddy. I know. <laughs> I know. I've met your other friends. I know. <laughs> well, Jennifer, we want to we want to get back to the to actually talking specifically about the art of performance itself. And you do a, a lot of uh, what would be described as alternative uh, venues, uh, sort of busting the expectation or the mold of uh, standard places where opera would be performed. What was the the the, the most unusual venue that you've performed opera at? Oh, um, well, so, so with City Opera SF, um, I perform in museums, um, Union Square, Iridale Square for the tree lighting ceremony, um, North Beach Festival, which is kind of our Italian district, uh, a huge festival in San Francisco, um, and then with Mission Eyes, I've also performed in the Mission District in various bars. I guess, I guess when you think of opera, you don't think of pairing it with a bar mm-hmm. or some kind of extremely casual place. Well, I think it depends um, on the bar, really. But I've done, I've done several around San Francisco, and it's always been such an extraordinary experience because people don't expect it so much. Yeah. I they mean, hear it outside. They hear it all the way to the bar. You don't need a microphone. I mean, it just kind of resonates. And I can see people gathering outside. What is going on in there? This is so great. Um, it's just it's just a really uplifting um, experience, you know, that kind of unites community, really. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now, when you do it at a bar, people that are seated at the bar, hanging out at the bar, do they know what they're getting into? Like, they know you're there to perform opera, right? It's not like... Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, so, and it, it's always interesting to hear the response because even people who never thought about opera or think that they don't like it, um, when you hear it live in such an intimate setting like that, um, almost everybody likes it. I, I haven't heard anybody just walk out or say that, wow, this is crap. <laughs> can I say that on the show? Well, um, no, you can say that. You can say crap. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to we're trying not to use any expletives during this show because we realize Sorry. well what we realize no no no, no 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 not on your end on your no, on our end because we're not as refined and yeah one of the reasons why we have you on the show <laughs> is because we needed to class we needed to class <laughs> things up and kind of raise the bar no you should see our whiteboard in our studio up yeah. top it says opera underneath what is it and we have yeah. all our question we marks. have all, we have all our we have all our summations about what it might be. Yeah, we're just not sure. But at the, going back to playing in a bar, 
uh, if people are there and they don't know what you're getting into, have you ever just decided to start off with like a very powerful, very loud <clears throat> aria? So you actually see, oh, yes, so always. you see people jump and be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> always, I, I always start with something really high. I always end with something really high. <laughs> now, <laughs> because that gives the most impact. You know, you want to. We're gonna I, we're gonna isolate that little thing. We're gonna isolate that. We're going to isolate what you just said, and we're just going to have that on B-roll, that you start yeah. with something really high and end with something really high. Right. That, that's going to be our new tagline. Can we co-op that? <laughs> yeah. Can we Can we take that? Yeah. Sure. We start and end high. <laughs> Fan ape. But we kind of suck in the middle. Not you, us. Not, no, not you, us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the one thing that I did find out in, in doing a little bit of research about opera is that... Um, you know, it, when you go to a rock concert, there's a huge PA system and there's there's mics and you know, opera singers are projecting their voice without microphones the the majority of the time, from what I understand. Typically, right? yeah, right. Which is amazing. So, I mean, you got to have a strong set of pipes to do. That. Yeah, but also if you go to like the one of the the classical. Well, okay, okay. So, there, so there are two things that are are happening. Um, one is the venue, like a typical opera house, has. Um, has been constructed to carry the sound. So the, the acoustics within the opera house is, is that they're actually helping you mm-hmm. to project a little bit. I was going to um, say that. But, but we train so, so long and, and in such a specific way to kind of build our vocal cords and our whole mechanism to produce overtones, which um, kind of, so if you hit a key on the piano... They're like in a real piano, not an electric piano, but a real piano will have kind of, you hit the, the one note, but then you'll hear the vibrations of related notes. Right, the resonance. All the way up. Yeah, the resonance. And you can hear um, many different notes in one note that kind of vibrate and carry over. So we create, we try to create that with our, with our own vocal cords so that carries the sound a little bit more. And opera singers uh, have a tendency to, at, at a certain point, it's it's pretty taxing on the vocal cords too. And I, I've noticed that some opera singers have retired, you know, quite relatively young. People are living much longer these days, but you know, a lot of people are right. retiring in their in their sixties because it's uh, it's it's not an easy thing to do. Right. Well, also in today's world, where you know you could fly one you know to one venue and then the next day sing at another venue and the next day sing at another venue, and I don't think back in the day, you know, long time ago when when people were singing and entertaining, I don't think that um, people were singing all that often. Mm-hmm. So, so the demands of today's industry is is just a lot greater. Um, but that's not to say I don't use a microphone when, when I feel that I should, you know, in some of these other settings, like outdoor settings, for sure, you need, you need a microphone because just the wind and just being outside, the, the sound will go everywhere but to your audience. Yeah, you don't want to be classified as that woman that's screaming Italian at everybody. If you, right. if you don't then, have a microphone then, outside, what's that lady doing over there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, um. No, but also, you know, if you're if you're doing a gig and the gig is for an hour and a half, you can't be hitting high notes all the time. You can't be doing all this very difficult repertoire. Yeah. And that's and that's also why I mentioned before um, that was kind of the birth of my crossover experience because when I got that gig with Doug McKeon, mm-hmm. and he's primarily a jazz musician, 
I thought, wow, what a great opportunity. Um, if I can't sing for an hour and a half, you know, be an incredible artist, I can put, you know, one in the beginning, one in the end, and then kind of alternate this other repertoire mm-hmm. that's a little bit more jazzy, a little bit more of a classic song, um, the Edit Piaf song, Besame Mucho. I started singing all this other material that with my voice, with my same training, sounded somewhat operatic, sounded more classical, um, but really doesn't fall in that strict operatic repertoire that a purist would think, oh, she's definitely crossover. Right. <laughs> you know? Where do you think where do you think that contemporary opera is going in, in terms of its evolution? I mean, there will always be the the classics, but um, do you do you see it becoming more more pop oriented? That's a difficult question. Um, there are a few people who think like me and would like to create something new in terms of the sound and, and pop songs, like the actual song, mm-hmm. right? But then there's more purists who want to stick to the repertoire as it is, but then make it into more of a pop setting, yeah. like, um, you know, contemporary costumes, yeah. um, contemporary places that they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they'll mimic on stage. Or like when the opera house brings in um, the that live feed into the ballpark, and there's so many people picnicking in their, you know, tree, it's outside, mm-hmm. or in the park, and it's a different venue, but it's the same straight material. So they're trying to reach, you know, new audiences in new ways, but mm-hmm. they're sticking to the same format and the same material and the same way of singing, I guess. Yeah, when when I was listening to to your music, which is quite quite lovely, and I was reminded of um, uh, the band Queen with Freddie Mercury, and they did Bohemian Rhapsody, and to yeah. me that seemed fairly operatic in in terms of how it was performed and uh, yeah. the, the rhythm and the cadence of everything. And I was I was thinking, it's like Jennifer is kind of going into that territory where there there could be that crossover where I wouldn't be surprised to see some kind of opera hybrid um, hit, hitting the charts and, and, and really going up there. Ah, I would love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you something, though. It's not easy to, to create this music, to find a space, such a powerful sound with range and vibrato, because and, it does sound so different from music that's out there and mm-hmm. um, all the all the other genres, really. I mean, we've done genre blending for decades now, but when you think of an opera singer coming into the mix, it's really it's really a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and that's something that with the Missionized Project, we've really had to kind of carefully construct how I'm going to have my space and the rap is going to have his space. Mm-hmm you know, to, to perform, and then there's going to be this hip-hop beat. It all has to kind of gel together. Right. And right. how it's going to do that effectively so that not only we're listening to it, but other people like to listen to it, too. So Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, the way that you're experimenting with, with music um, and the classical and the pop crossovers, especially with um, the hip-hop and the rap, uh, to me, that's that certainly is not an easy thing to do. Like you said, it's it's not easy. That's a very difficult marriage. Yeah, it's um, kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum, really. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, when you sent me that song, 
and I saw the picture accompanied with it. I'm like, how is this going to work? And, and you pulled it off. You pulled it off quite well. So, you know, I wouldn't... I mean, we, we, don't, we, don't want it, we don't want the music to sound like it's, you know, it's a lot of work. We want it to be enjoyable. But as we're creating, um, it just takes us a long time to kind of put things together so that we're very deliberate about what we're doing. Right. Well, it seemed, it seemed very fluid, and it seemed that you both had a natural, uh, very fluid um, kind of rhythm where, where, you know, like you said, you were giving him his space and as a performer and, and you were doing your own thing. But there was there was a beautiful kind of parallel throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And it didn't seem forced and it didn't seem, you know, I, I think the, the most beautiful things, whether in, 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 in life and especially artwork, um, it's it's things that seem effortless, but th- that you have so much hard work that goes into it. And, and Teddy and I, we even talked about, you know, heavy metal and how many people in heavy metal. And I was biased and prejudiced and he was. thinking that, he oh, it. I just hate it. I'd hate it. And, and Teddy was like, you have no idea how many people in heavy metal are actually classically trained. And some of them yeah. have actually gone to conservatories, yep. you know? <laughs> it's just a different form of expression. But I think that you made a very astute uh, point in, in mentioning that, you know, if if you're doing all this hard work, it's sh- it shouldn't sound like it's hard work. Like the the best films, the best books, the best the best paintings. I've I've heard artists uh, say that when they get into that zone, that they're almost not there. The painting is practically painting itself at that point. Um, do you right. f- do you feel like that? There's you ever have those those moments where you're so in sync that it, it's almost uh, like you're not there. It's like almost like a transcendental experience for you when you're performing. We have, we definitely do have those moments, and it it kind of still surprises me. Um, even after all this time of performing and creating music, um, but I, I I also think that we're setting ourselves up for that. So so when we start, we think, okay, anything's possible. But it really surprises me that I picked the right partner. Because a lot of times when I have an idea or he has an idea, we don't really fight each other all that often on, um, you know, how it should work or what should stick and what should what we should throw away. We're kind of on the same page and the same mind frame most of the time, which is really nice. I mean, I think I think that's another element of this collaboration that that's kind of worked out, which is really lucky, mm-hmm. I guess, to pick the right partner and to yeah. kind of go with it and. I mean, what, what is your what is your formula for that? I mean, when when you're establishing uh, this, this song with it, with this rap artist, like how how did that come to fruition? Did you reach out to him? Did he find you? I mean, how did that happen? So you mean after we met initially? Yeah, how, I mean, how did you how did you first meet? Did you did you seek him out? Did he find you, or was it was it your concept to do this? So we we met at a um, at the Music Tech Summit. Mm-hmm. a long time ago okay. and we were both in line to talk to somebody else and that, that's how we met initially and so he introduced himself as a rapper and I introduced myself as a singer and then you know we started talking because we're both vocal mm-hmm. um, and we kind of just left it at that and then after keeping in touch I think one of us like I can't even remember who said it first but it was like oh we should collaborate together because you know it's I don't know, we're both musicians, why not, right? Yeah, yeah. So we just started sending things back and forth, you know, over email initially, like, you like this, you like that, you think you could write something to this piece of whatever I've done before, 
Um, and we just kind of sent things back and forth to the point where we thought, well, you know what, this is worth pursuing because it sounds like we can build something that's actually good here. So yeah. uh, that's kind of how it started. And then we hooked up with Juan Kaipo, um, the producer that I had worked with before, to kind of really produce it and put it all together as a, as a package. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really lovely tapestry, and, and also the lyrics, too. I mean, so often in, in rap and hip-hop, and I, I think Teddy shares this sentiment with me, it's, yes. it's, it's so self-engrandizing, and it's all about, like, you know, how many bottles are popping at the club, and how many bitches I got, and stuff like that. But, you know, well, you obviously... Tommy, Tommy. You, I think you found the right person to partner up with. Tommy, you, <laughs> Tommy, you know... Right, no, and he's, he's actually really careful about that, too. He really appreciates clean lyrics. And lyrics that are uplifting and motivating, and and I think you know that's just part of the connection we had, you know, in terms of our personalities. I think it's it you just kind of know when you meet someone if it's going to work out or not if you have the same yeah. ideas about things and yeah. and yeah. So that that connection happened before the music, but I was really pleasantly surprised that I did the right partner for that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Do you want to set up that song for us and introduce the title, and uh, and we can go right into it? Uh-oh. Yep. There goes that. We lost her. Yeah. Well, Tommy, I was going to say, you know, go, going on the um, on the rap, mm-hmm. you know, like, what the uh, what the newest thing I listened to is probably N.W.A. from the 90s. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually good when you're cleaning your house. It really is. Go to the beat. Mm-hmm. Right. I like to do it when I'm vacuuming. Out of <laughs> I, I can see that. Hey, we lost you. Hey, we lost you there, Jennifer. We're back. Yes, yeah. yes, we didn't go anywhere. I don't know what happened. I don't know. It's a, it's a call fail for some reason. No, um, I don't know. No, that's that just us. Now. Yeah, that's us. That's us. I, I apologize, but uh, yeah, we just we just blanked out on you there. But we do have the wonderful Jennifer Mahawai, 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 Mahawai. Mahawai. Back with us on episode 60 of Hello Neighbor, and we're coming right back in to go right back into uh, the next song. And can you do a little setup for us, Jennifer, on that? Uh, your, your, your duet with the... Which song do we have, Rios? The, the rap duet. We have uh, two left to feature. It's uh, Rios de Solo, and then we have uh, La Vie en Rose, but it'd be, I guess, the uh, Rios de Solo, right? Rios de Solo. Um, it means Ray of Sunlight. Okay. And um, this song is about how if you open your heart and you open your mind, then you will shine like the rain does when the sunlight hits it. Okay. That's basically the translation. Um, so, yeah, um, it's the missionized, part of the missionized collaboration, and that's it. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to listen Enjoy. to Rayos de Sol. Yeah, you get right. it right that time? Yeah, yeah. Reyes de Solo. Reyes I said solo, did Yeah, I? you said Reyes de Solo first I was thinking time. of like, like Hope Solo or like something. Like Solo Cups. I, I thought, yeah, I thought it, was a, thought it was a song about like uh, female goaltenders. Female goaltenders? And, and soccer. Beating up their nephew? I, I don't know. Right. I didn't know what it was about. So anyway. I barely speak English. Go to the, go to the song. We're going to go straight to the song. <laughs> go to the song. We'll be right back with more of episode 60 of Hello, Hello Neighbor. Neighbor on fanape.com. <laughs> God. Breathe, exhale, release negativity. Inhale, exhale, don't forget to breathe. Inhale, exhale, release negativity. 
cold collapse Can hook it up faster than a speed and bullet of Superman A supercomputer with infinite gigs of RAM Could we be superhuman? I'm rocking infinite gigs in many lands Had a bad Japan, holla at my man Let's I'm traveling, hoping for beautiful weather Whether or not we get it, the beauty's in the people That's a powerful, the energy's an equal See, I can give it to you I can lay it down Making music to stimulate the mind Hope to see you rise Me no have no internet, so can't listen to Hello Neighbor on fanip.com. Teddy, bring us back in, please. No, I'm not holding your hand during the love song. No. Okay. I'm not asking you to. Nobody asks you to hold my hand during the love song, Teddy. You always do. <laughs> well, I, I, get, I get emotional. Because your wife's not here. I get emotional. I'm, I'm a very emotional person. Aww. <laughs> no, De- Jennifer, don't encourage him. Music moves me. No. To what? Okay. Okay, go ahead, bring us back. Hey, we're back. Episode 60 of Hello Neighbor with the beautiful and very talented Jennifer Muhahi. <laughs> Damn it. Muhahi. Right, Teddy. Muhawi. Muhawi. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. As soon as you hang up, I'll be able to say it correctly yeah. every single time, I swear. No, I know. I know. It's a terrible last name. Well, hey, well, Tommy's last name is, is Rupich. Yeah. Well,. It's it's which it, is pretty horrible. It's it's it's, it's a horrible name. Name it, it means um, tight hole in Croatian. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Well, my, well, my last name my last name is Twardy, which well that actually has a pretty awesome meaning. Doesn't so. mean like baked potato in Polish. It does not mean you know what. <laughs> fuck you. It <laughs> hey, I told you clean language. We're dealing with a classy lady here, Teddy. You attack my heritage. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if I yeah. if I if I if I, if I, I debate <laughs> if I debase myself. No, Twardy Twardy uh, in Polish means strong. It doesn't mean Tough. strong. It, yeah. It's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, they, well, they have a tank named after you. 
Well, no, not named after me, named after my last name. After your last name. Well, not you personally. Well, no, probably. Yeah. Maybe if they met me. Yeah. Right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, I've been, I've been told my last name means crazy, but... Really? Um, yes. I, was was I it an ex-boyfriend that, that told you? <laughs> no, my cousins actually figured that one out. But, um, but yeah, that would explain a lot in terms of my music style now. Okay. There so, you go. I'm all over the board. I'm up for anything. All right. So, so your last name is crazy. Mine means strong or tough. And Tommy, yours is what? Glory hole? Is that what you no, said? No, not glory hole. It just it means like small hole or small space or something. I don't like think that. it does. Yes, it does. It's horrible. Rupich in Croatian means it means like small space or small thing or whatever. That that's terrible. It is. Ho- it's horrible. God, no wonder no wonder your wife <laughs> kept her last name of Reich. I know she well, kept the German going. It's like ah, yeah. Oh god. So anyway. Uh, okay, speaking of, uh, <laughs> let's get it back to the music here, Teddy. Okay, um, we just we just we just finished listening to uh, uh, which one? Reyes del Sol. Reyes del Sol. Reyes del Sol about uh, bathing in the light of uh, goodness, right? The light, the light of goodness. So uh, Jennifer, uh, whose uh, last name means crazy, okay, uh, still with us. <laughs> do you ever feel like you want to crowd surf it, 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 like do something really unconventional, like that other opera singers don't do? I would love to see see that in like a really stodgy opera house, or like chug a beer. You know what's interesting is I I will I will explore you know and test my limits in you know in the recording studio and in creating the songs. But once I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I really am just a, one of your classic singers who doesn't like to crowd surf. Right. <laughs> I'll admit it. So you're, you're not doing yeah. a lot of performance stuff where you're not left to like Gallagher smashing watermelons into the audience in between songs? That would like be that. awesome. <laughs> no, I might, I might get a little crazier with my, with my you know, stage outfits, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be arresting the audience or, yeah, doing any of that. Right. <laughs> So, why not? We, we just came up with great ideas. Right. Well, I think, uh, well, if, if you're performing in a bar, I mean. You can go around and steal people's drinks. They can't really yell at you. You just say it's part of the show. <laughs> no, I think, I think in she thought about it. Space, it might be just easier to stick to my, my own space and then give them space. Right, right. Give them space. <laughs> Especially dealing with drunk people, too. <laughs> you got to be careful. Well, yeah, I mean, you and I always had like a bar in between us, you know, be- between us and the drunk people. Right. Because he, both Tommy and I both bartended, me almost 10 years, you what, five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, even just reaching for that empty glass sometimes, it's like feral cats coming after you. It's like, ah, I'm not done. It's, yeah. it's empty. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I imagine going around while you're singing opera, taking people's drinks might not be good. Be fun yeah. for you. As long as it's vibrating, you should just kind of stay back. Do you ever, <laughs> do, you, do you ever like on on your free time, uh, just just go into like some random karaoke place and just humiliate people with your talent? <laughs> Like, you, got, like, you have the nervous little secretary that's, you know, <sighs> trying to sing her Britney Spears rendition, and she's had a couple Cosmos, and she's, she's, she's a little wobbly, and she's completely off key. Time. And then you're like, let me show you how it's done, Junior. And you just knock her off the stage and go into it and blow them away. And bring your own mic in. You know, with, with most karaoke songs, I have to admit, I, I really don't like karaoke because... 
it's such a different style, and I never know the key that, that the machine is going to come at me with. Mm-hmm. And so it actually is very, very awkward, unless I'm with some of my college friends and they put Journey on. Ah, <laughs> God. There's your, that's your soft spot, <laughs> Journey. Don't stop believing. Well, that one, I, I can sing that. Well, I saw okay Steve Perry, the ex lead singer for that. Right. Okay, he's a huge. Um, he was a dirt farmer in Kansas he, before he got the well, call. He's a uh, San Francisco Giants fan, and he goes to yeah. the games. Okay. Now they play "Don't Stop Believing" at Giants games, and Steve Perry goes to a lot of these games, and he lip syncs to his own songs. Aww. But he won't sing anymore. What happened to Steve Perry? Why? Why? Why did he stop singing? Because he got kicked what? out. Did he? Well, it's, it's the original, the original singer, apparently he had stage fright. Steve, from, Steve Perry had stage fright? No, the original singer of Journey. Yes. Oh. And that's why Journey has had so many singers. Okay. Well, Join the band. Well, that's, that's what I heard. In, in something, I don't even remember where, so this is not credible at all. Okay. But that's. What are you reading off of Wikipedia? Yes. <laughs> I, I read on Wikipedia. So they had to find another singer, and then they kept finding a replacement. But the original recording. Right. Um, well, Steve Steve Perry is not the first. Steve Perry, I believe, is not the first singer of Journey. Before Journey made it big, they had another singer. Okay. And he, he might have been the stage fright guy. I don't know, but I don't know. But, but what happened? But what happened? To, I was making- what happened to Steve Perry, though? <laughs> I don't know. He, he didn't want to do it anymore. Would you want to keep singing "Don't Stop Believing" for the rest of your life? If 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 the checks kept um, if the clearing? checks kept coming in, yes. But yeah. it, it gets to the point. It's like you know, don't stop believing. Sing it one more time, or there's a bottle of pills and a pint of, of vodka. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. It just seemed weird. It seemed like he retired. Dude, when I, when I hosted, it seemed that he retired very when I hosted kar- when I You know what? This is going right back to what Jennifer said. When I hosted karaoke for a few nights a week at the bar that both of us worked at at one point, uh-huh. yeah, I would hear Don't Stop Believing how many times a night? Yeah. And I literally was starting to cut myself back there. All right. You hear it enough. You want to you, you like just rip someone's face off. Okay. No offense, Jennifer. It's a lovely song. I'm sure you're great at it. So what's, <laughs> what, what, what's, what's your favorite Journey song to, to perform? Is it Don't perform? Stop Believing? Yeah, it has to be. Done. Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> say, say something like yeah, Wheel in the Sky or Lights or oh, any no, of the no, other no, songs no. that not everybody sings off key. <laughs> no, no, no. But if you're doing karaoke, the, the point is to get everyone else involved, too. And everybody knows that song, and they all can sing it, whether they've had one drink or 15. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those. You should try to hook up with Steve Perry because he's in early retirement right now, and he's in the Bay Area, and he's still got a mullet. And so are you. You're in the you're in the Bay Area. You know you can. You that can, was an awesome collaboration. Meta- yeah, Metallica's in the Bay Area too. Yep. What you should do is He's hook up with Metallica and Steve Perry. Well, is yeah, they're yeah. all. Like like a modern duets, you know, like you know, yeah. they had Sinatra and Sinead O'Connor. Did, 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 and did your mind just snap at that possibility? Yeah, it did. It it, it just opera like, with Steve like, Perry and like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. That'd be a good combination because Metallica plays the that yeah. national anthem at Giants games a lot. But how cool would it be if you actually sang with Steve Perry, Jennifer, or Metallica? <laughs> well, see, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. I'm really I'm really up for anything. Um, and I love collaborations, and that would be a truly, truly awesome once in a lifetime experience. So, yeah, I, I have no words. I mean, Just that would be awesome. Go to, go to a Giants game. <laughs> go to a Giants <laughs> and game and start stalking him. Just stalk him. Yeah, stalk Steve Perry. <laughs> Wait out by his car. 
Ask for tips on his hair, how he gets that mullet going. <laughs> well, Jennifer, what we want to do is we want to set up the uh, third and uh, final song uh, this okay. evening. And this is the this is the uh, this is my life in Rose, I believe. La, la vie en Rose. La vie en Rose. Classic love song. Um, the, the classic. I, I Okay. Yeah, and on the Field of Honey album. So. And uh, now th- this this has been in everything, and one of the reasons why I did want to have this in here is uh, for people that have more of uh, an affection for the the more classical conservative form of opera and, and something. I wanted as a, as a comparative, and I wanted. Um, a, a good a good range of your your music in here. We probably should have had it on this the second song. And then. no, because I wanted it on at the end. I I wanted to feature her newer stuff in the beginning. You know. Well, you could have bookended. I could. Well, I'm not that smart. Maybe I should have put it in the middle. <laughs> you should have bookended it. In fact, you have it listed as a middle song. I know. So. Uh, no, that was just in. in, in uh, uh, never mind. No, oh, again. Yeah. Yeah. Titty. To be fair, an opera purist would say this is more of a crossover song. Even even this classic song. I don't think I know it. I don't think I know an opera purist. Sung it across the board, but an opera purist would Mm -hmm. say this is even a crossover piece. And this is kind of what what originally propelled me in this direction. So, so would they say um, would they say it's a it's it's actually a crossover as well because it's not in the typical setting of an opera where, yeah, it doesn't have. The four acts, you know, and everything is sung and all that good exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's not, it's not it's, written yeah, by it's not. some dead guy in Italy, German, Germany, or Austria. Right. And in its day, it, I mean, when this song came out, it was considered a pop song in its, in its time. Okay. So. There you go. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I think everything's yeah. kind of coming full circle back in that direction, too, with the reimagination of of opera and, and its natural progression and evolution and, and what you've, the wonderful work that you've been doing um, with a lot of the, the, the pop influence and um, your crossovers and all your, um, it, it's, it's the, it's the divergence of the music, which is, is really good. And we wanted to portray that. And uh, you know, we've been very happy to have you on the show. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having it, it, it's, it's our pleasure and your music is beautiful. And here's a, another example of Jennifer's beautiful music. And uh, we'll be right back after this song. You're listening to episode 60 of Hello Neighbor on fanape.com. Oh 
Hey, fan ape, fan ape listeners. I mean, do you like a, do you like podcasts? Do you like a podcast? Because if so, I have, we have a great, a great one for you, and it's called uh, American Idol. Well, no, it's that's not what it's called. Uh, the name Simon Cowell. Tune on in our show, Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul. Love me forever. Well, I mean, we don't have those people, and and they're also, um, you know, those those are not current hosts of American Idol. But but you know, either way, I think you know you can tune in. You won't hear music, but you will hear um, other things. Um, Josh, would you please shut the fuck up? Listen to Josh and Scott on the podcast podcast every week on www.thepodcastpodcast.net. It's just like having drinks with old friends, but except for old friends, they were more like socially inept and awkward people in high school that you truly hoped you would never hear from again. The Podcast Podcast, every week on thepodcastpodcast.net with Josh and Scott. Are you trying to mimic NPR with that uh, sign-off there? No. You sure? I wasn't. Okay. No. Did I sound too serious? You did. What happened? You sounded way too serious on that on that outro. Like a little too James Lipton actor studio? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, like, <laughs> like you're putting together an NPR freaking uh, uh, demo, demo tape and you're going to send it to him? <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like we had strayed for too long and so you had to bring it back. Yes. And... and Get it moving. I understood. It's okay. Well, we do That's have good. to have. I think some, all we do is stray some some degree of proprietor, uh, you know, professionalism well, the, here. Well, see the way the way I view the way our shows always go mm-hmm. is there there is a path. The path is usually straightforward from here to the goal to the end. Right. And it's a path is straightforward. And somehow, if 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 we get the guests to come along, it's a serpentine pattern. Yeah. That goes back and forth, and we hit that path maybe eight or nine times during the during the actual episode. Right. However, there's a lot of stuff that was never conceived on the path. No. And that's that's how I, I, I've always, in the past now 60 shows, I've noticed that's how it goes. It does. Yeah. We're also very unorthodox as well, Jennifer. Yes. No, I like that. And, <laughs> and I appreciate that, you, that you know, you're taking the conversation in all different directions. I love it. So well, We try. We really try to make an effort not to, like... To ask the same pedestrian questions. Oh my gosh! How did you get into singing? That any, yeah. Uh, Do you, you know, really like singing that much? Who was your much? biggest influence? Who was your you biggest know, influence? Who was your biggest inspiration? We try to stay away from those characters. You know that. That's why we're like. You know, ha- have you ever? Um, you know, jumped off the stage, or you know. Yeah. Oh, oh. Have you ever sung? How about this? Have you ever sung a uh, the national anthem at a baseball game, minor league, or whatever, or even like a uh, kitty league softball league, and something gone horribly wrong? <laughs> um, no, thank God. <laughs> I have, I mean, I've been on stage before where I forgot the lyrics or I even forgot the, the notes. I mean, that's, that's most of Oh, you forgot the lyrics? Well, but forgetting the lyrics happens all the time. What do you do me. in that case? Do you just go off and sing Journey? You either make some up or you borrow from a different verse or you, yeah, that's all you can do, really. Or you just wait to come back in and pretend that was intentional. 
You don't you don't like stop and then start doing like a mime routine or something. I've done that doing karaoke. No, no, you know, and I, I was never <laughs> right very good there. at scatting or anything like that. So either either a lyric comes to me or an, or I muffle it up with some other borrowed lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm with Doug, uh, my most trusted accompanist, then I can just turn to him and he knows, and he'll just play a little fiddly do something. And so I give him an eye, and then I come back in, and then it looks like it was meant to be. It, it, it's 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 what Bob Ross would call a happy accident. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works out. I thought I heard this recording of Ella Fitzgerald where she forgot um, the second verse of Mac the Knife, mm-hmm. and she just kept going and going and going and making up these lyrics about how she forgot the lyrics and is totally just throwing <laughs> tune. And then she goes into this beautiful chatting, and the song lasted. It was a live recording, and it lasted maybe six minutes. It was just ridiculous how she just recovered and made this amazing rendition of Mac the Knife right. out of a total blunder. Actually, speaking of six minutes, and we're back, episode 60 of Hello Neighbor. Forgot to bring us back in there. My bad. That's all right. That's my fault. That's all right. But we did get, we did, we did talk. We'll keep, we'll keep some of that in there. No, we're going to probably keep all of it. Yeah. We'll yeah. Because it it's, it's, it's good conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. That was Ella Fitzgerald and Mac the Knife. I want to find that. I want to find that now. So, so Jennifer, what's what is what's next for you? And and please tell our lovely listeners how they can reach out to you. Yes, uh, how they can communicate with you on on Twitter through your website. So because you can, we do not want to share your phone number. Yes, we're not giving your phone number out. Yeah. But but we will tell people. We how to we will if you want us to. We will say it right <laughs> now. On the air. That's okay. Um, five five five. How can people, but, yeah, how can right people now, reach I'm out to you? On new music. I, I'm, I'm working on new music. I'm coming out with stuff all the time. And if you'd like to see some of the songs um, we've presented, I guess you could go to my website, jennifermahowie.com. Mm-hmm. And it's and um, it's all, all one word. And it's, it's spelled Jennifer as Jennifer is spelled. And then it's M-U-H-A-W-I.com. Right. And for the Mission Eyes collaboration, you would go to missioneyesproject.com. Okay. And on and, and Twitter, can you uh, share, share your Twitter handle with people so they can reach yeah, out to you that, at, in that way? For me personally, it's at Jennifer Mahowie. Okay. Very simple. Mm-hmm. And for Mission Eyes, it's at Mission Eyes Duo. Okay. Are there any upcoming uh, venues in the near future that you would like to, uh, to pr- promote right now? You know, we're working on that. Um, we said we weren't going to perform again until we have new um, material to also present and mm-hmm. debut. So we're working on that right now, actually. Um, and then hopefully in the next couple months, we will be able to announce something new and fabulous. Well, that, that is... Which we will do on, on Twitter. And let us, let us know because we'll, we'll, re- we'll retweet the hell out of it for you. I mean, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll post it up. You. We'll post it up as... as as many times as we can, and um, let us know when 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 dates and, and certain venues are arriving. Um, you can either just you can. Call, I found her on Twitter. Me. Yeah, you can you can call <laughs> me or shoot me an email. Let me know what's happening, and then um, Teddy and I will just we'll blast it out on Facebook and we'll blast it out on Twitter for you to to all of our listeners. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Both of you are great. Oh really no! Uh, please, oh, Je- Jennifer. Thank you for pairing him with me, Jennifer. <laughs> Teddy and I combined have less than half the class you have, and <laughs> and it, it it was our pleasure and, and honor and privilege to have you on the show. 
Um, Actually, I think between the two of us right now, you can't have like one functional outfit. No. Between what we're wearing. No, no, no. Like if you asked us to like, you know, go out for drinks later and we had to only choose between what I was wearing and he was wearing, we could do some combination? No. No, you know what Jennifer would do? She wouldn't be seen with us in public. Like, if, if, no, if she would we, actually, she would see, in, us, she like, see us at the door, and she'd get up and excuse herself out the back. No, she, she'd be like, look, you, you know, um, I have a gift card at Walmart. I'm going to go buy you guys all new clothes, <laughs> and then we'll try this again. Something with collars. Because I can't be associated with you in public. Oh, no, no, no. to single-handedly ruin my re- reputation. Oh, no, no, no. It was bad enough that I was on your radio show. <laughs> that probably destroyed my career right there. Yeah, sorry But I'm certainly that. not going to be seen in public with you, with you Ding dongs. No, no, no. <laughs> she, 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 you can't see that I'm just like beaming smelling from ear to ear here. It's just so funny. You guys are hilarious. Well, we've already, I love it. if you listen to the episode before we got you on the air, we talked about what I was wearing. And um, we're not going to get into that right now, so we won't reiterate. But Tommy, tell me, what are you wearing? You're wearing, I'm wearing five dollars uh, shoes. I'm wearing um, yep, knee uh, socks that have fallen down to your ankles. Yep, I'm wearing uh, 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 my five dollars shoes that I bought at Walmart, and then I got like uh, these look like diabetic socks, but they're not. Yeah. And then um, uh, camo shorts. And then I got yeah camo cargo shorts on, and then uh, a stained white t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So quite literally, he would show up, he would show up looking like a stock. Perfect for radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You would show up like, if if we showed up at the bar. You would, you could literally go to the bartender in the back. And he's like, "Is there a back? Is there a way I can get out the back?" Because you have my, a window in my, your bathroom. My, my, those guys have been stalking me for weeks, and the the bartender would look, take one look at us, be like, "Oh my god, go right at the back, go through the kitchen, exactly, please, go through the kitchen." I, I'll pay for your drink. Don't worry about it. Get out. <laughs> well, Jennifer, it's it's been a blast having you on the show, and uh, takes uh takes about forty eight hours to get the episode up. We we drop in all the songs and posts and all the, all the fun stuff. Um, but we're really not going to even do any sponsor breaks with this one because I want to keep as much of the conversation in as, as okay. we can. Okay, that's fine. Um, Jennifer, thank you, thank you so much, and I will shoot you an email um, the moment that it's posted, and um, I'll have an embedded file, and I'll send it to you via Twitter, and then just retweet that uh, on your side as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, thank both you. of you. Thank you, Jennifer. Best oh, of luck, great. and uh, it was, once again, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music, and you're, you're making the world a better place. Uh, with what you do every day, you're making and, up for uh, what we do, and we want to we want to get your voice out there to as as many people as possible. The the beauty Thank that you, you. Br- the beauty that you bring on, the beauty you bring on. I was going to say the beauty you bring on the West Coast through your music makes up through the detrimental stuff we do on the East Coast exactly. with our show. It's a balancing act. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jennifer, have a, have a wonderful <laughs> evening, and uh, again, thank you for being on the show tonight. You too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye now. Hello, neighbor, is a Fan 8 production. Be quiet or no candy for monkey. Mm-hmm.